0: Cable news, noisy, touring,
1: Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM. The answer.
2: Talking about locking never forever, baby, that would be too demanding. I'm just talking about too long with people who might reach a little understanding. From
1: the pull my chain album I'm not
2: talking about knocking out heaven with weather
1: I'm just talking about tonight.
2: I'm not talking about hooking up and hanging out. I'm just talking about tonight.
1: Remembering the life and the work of the great Toby Keith, Rhonda found something and I've just got to, I'm, I'm going to find room for it here in this hour. Uh, an Oklahoma city TV station went and found Toby and did an a extended piece on him featuring one of his last on stage appearances, not so very long ago, but this interview with him was like two weeks ago. It's, it's pretty jarring visually. Uh, cause you know, Toby Keith's a big, rotund, you know, rosy, pink cheeked, uh, doughy guy, and uh, not so much anymore as this was, but he was certainly, you know, coherent and sitting upright and taking nourishment and all those good things. So, um, as we remember him, it's, uh, it, it, it shows some footage of him at a, at, um, because he did hit the road a little and showed a picture of, of his wife quite taken by a recent composition and uh, talking about that. So we'll do that here in just uh, just a little bit. Uh, first, a uh, million rungs down on the significant scale. But, you know, little. <laughs> this, is, this is the show where no issue is too big and none is too small. This is a small thing, but sometimes it's the little things that make you kind of crazy. First of all, count me among those who are absolutely thrilled that we're going to get nine, count them, nine. Uh, important games on the path through the World Cup. World Cup comes to, uh, well, not just America, North America. Uh, So we're going to have some games in uh, the U.S. of A. And we're going to have some games in Canada. And we're going to have some games in Mexico. Great. Uh, The lion's share of those is going to be uh, in America. The U.S. will play. There will be some second group match games June 18th in Seattle, June 25th uh, in Los Angeles, uh, they'll be in Monterey, Mexico, Mexico city, uh, Vancouver in, in Canada and at t stadium will have five games in the group stage. The first one, get your tickets now. <laughs> I don't think they're on sale. June 14th flag day, Trump's birthday. It'll be awesome. Uh, the stadium will host two matches in the round of 32, one in the round of 16 and and then the July fourteenth semifinal. That's a big deal, and we got those games at Jerry World. That's fantastic. Atlanta will host the other semifinal. Miami was awarded the third place match. The World Cup final will be at MetLife Stadium in uh, in you know, New York, over across the river in New Jersey. But there's a problem with what I've told you. Some of the stadium names are not accurate, or at least won't be for the World Cup. See FIFA, the uh, Governing body of uh, of soccer has a thing that they won't be playing in stadiums. They won't they won't play in stadiums that have corporate tie ins. What kind of socialist garbage is this? MetLife is the name of the stadium. AT and T Stadium is the name of the stadium. So, by what bizarre uh, uh, you know Kabuki theater are we changing the name of the stadium? for a couple of games what i mean they're they're entitled to their rule and of course you know the first thing you think of is well let's just go tell them to pound sand oh, no, the power of money oh this is indeed going to be millions for the local economy it's wonderful and when you bring those kinds of millions and it's great for the local soccer community and FC Dallas and all the other ancillary uh you know layers of soccer world it's it's fantastic I couldn't be happier for for everybody but when you got that much money and you're bringing your show to town you get to lead people around by the nose including Jerry Jones but here's the thing what exactly did Jerry agree to up in uh oh. <laughs> the stadium will be called Dallas stadium. Let me let that sink in a little bit. Reactions can occur at a number of levels. First, literally first thing that occurs to me is the wholesale geographic inaccuracy. The stadium is not in Dallas. Now, I know the Dallas Cowboys, I and mean, it's 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 a whole I mean that's that's the metropolitan area. I get it, I get it, I get it. Nobody needed to have them say, oh, well, you've got to call them the Arlington Cowboys now. You know, the Redskins don't play in Washington. You know, the New York Giants and Jets don't play in New York, they play in New Jersey. So that, that that's fine. But the stadium is a is a geographic location. It it's a place. Now if you think that's counterintuitive, get a load of the wonderful uh, mouthful that they've saddled MetLife Stadium with. The World Cup final in 2026 will be played at New York, New Jersey Stadium. Who named that? Borat? I like you. I like soccer. The New York, New Jersey Stadium. What? So, and then you get to the second layer, and that's just the good people of Arlington. How many ways are we going to hose them? They ponied up so that the Death Star could be within their city limits. You know, and and so, bottom line, Adriana de Alba of Channel 8 had a piece on this last night. I'll play it here and see what your thoughts are. Uh, if you can't have a corporate tie-in, I don't know if they could have done this, and I, and I don't know who exactly, the, the articles don't contain, I mean, let me see if I can uncover this here, who actually said it was, who okayed Dallas Stadium, because if it can't be AT&T Stadium, because the grand poo-bahs of soccer go, they're triggered by corporate naming rights. And by the way, my lifetime position on 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 corporate naming rights, I tolerate them because I'm a, a capitalist. If you if somebody wants to give you a squillion dollars, hey, call it uh, you know, name it after my company. Great, take it. But I miss, I miss old time, you know, Texas stadium was Texas stadium, riverfront in Cincinnati, candlestick in, uh, in San Francisco. You know, and, and I miss those cause they had personality. Now that you got so many things, you know, so many company names, they change, sometimes they change them like underwear. They change with incredible frequencies. Like, Whoa, what, what is that now? What in the world is that? Wasn't this stadium two different things in the last five years? Yes. But if, uh, if they're, they're bugaboo at FIFA, is corporate naming, then rather than misname the stadium geographically, how about, and this would seem like vintage Jerry Jones, wouldn't it? Who's all about the, the the aggrandizement of his brand. Why not say, okay, soccer folks, if we can't call it AT&T Stadium, how about if we call it what we called called it for a little bit after it opened, those glorious times when it was named after the team? Make the world come to Cowboys Stadium. How's about that? How about that? Adriana DiAlba, Last Night, Channel 8.
0: In two years...
1: You put us on the world stage with the World Cup like this.
0: The largest dome structure in North America is hosting the biggest global sporting event.
1: It's a a huge source of pride. Jim, Jim, Jim Jim ah, Jim Ross, Mayor of Arlington
0: is getting nine world cup games
1: we're bringing the world cup semi-final to the city of dallas Whoa, it's what? actually arlington
0: <laughs> but because of fifa's rule against having corporate sponsors attached to world cup venues during the world cup at&t stadium will be temporarily renamed dallas stadium
1: now okay the cowboys are a corporate our team as well as a corporate entity but it's not a but it's not it wasn't a purchase of naming rights they just named it Cowboys stadium because the cowboys played there it just made sense Surely they can do that. I know this ship has sailed, uh, but but still.
0: And it didn't take long for Arlington locals to turn to Facebook, expressing frustration, saying Arlington getting the disrespect once again. This is garbage. And I'm tired of Dallas getting credit while Tarrant County foots the bill.
2: Dallas is the biggest city here in the North Texas area. I get it.
0: Arlington Mayor Jim Ross, not phased by the announcement. By now, Arlington is getting used to this. During the World Series, Texas Senator Ted Cruz called the Texas Rangers a Dallas team. New Jersey's MetLife Stadium, which will host the tournament's final game, also being renamed New York-New Jersey Stadium.
1: God, so stupid. Uh, I got a question, because MetLife Stadium has a big sign on it, uh, MetLife Stadium. The AT&T logo is emblazoned across the massive roof of Jerry World. Are we going to have to sandblast that to appease uh, the gods of soccer?
2: We'll take a lot of pride in this event
1: um, and, a, and a lot of money. I can tell you one reason why Mayor Ross is fairly sanguine about this is he, he and his town, his town is going to be rolling in dough from this, and good for them. The economic impact will be a wonderful thing.
2: Care what you call it,
0: because the economic benefit he says will last years.
1: It's a win-win all the way around.
0: So while much of the discussion centers on a name, the mayor's focus ahead of the event is preparation. In Arlington, I'm Adriana Delma.
1: Yes, I know. Why didn't you just say you're in Dallas? Everybody else thinks you are. (laughs) All righty. 921, Mark Davis, 866-660-5759. And we're just enjoying a Tuesday together. Grab a line, that's where you call us, and that's where you text us as well, on the Patriot Mobile Text Line, 866-660-5759. We will continue.
2: You're not just a cop. No, no, no. God, no. You're my friend. 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 Lifelong. Thank you for being my friend. Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party.
1: Let's have a party in honor of the great Toby Keith. You can't not do Red Solo Cup twenty eleven.
2: Proceed, proceed to party. From the
1: album Clancy's Tavern, we will indeed proceed to party. Ah, uh, what uh, 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 sixty-two man, sixty-two too soon. But I'll tell you, three decades of, uh, of of filling albums with great material, filling audiences with joy, filling concerts with celebration. Um, well done, good and faithful servant. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. So uh, last night, Channel 11, I was doing sort of doing the, uh, the the laps of all the local folks, and Channel 11 led with, uh, they've got this, even got their own logo for it, Crisis at the Border.
3: The community's exhausted. We're exhausted from the situation. We're going to start tonight on
1: CBS News Texas at 10 at the Border. The great Doug Dunbar. Texans are sharing their frustration. You just heard it. But for them, it's less about the migrants flowing across the border, they tell us, and more about the lawmakers they want and expect to find solutions to the problem. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, people are saying that. Uh, as, As soon as you hear people say, well, the problem is, you know, Congress won't give us solutions. Well, the problem right now has been that the solution that part of Congress, the Senate, tried to foist on us was garbage. It's not a solution. There will be a solution once the right ideas pass Congress. The right ideas are 900 miles of wall, not detaining these folks forever, but returning them across the border across which they came. That's when we will know that we have succeeded. Defining amnesty properly, not just as, ooh, my country has crime, or or, or a bad economy. No kidding. No. The, the, a bad solution is not a solution. So roughly 1,500 miles as the Eagle goes, from Eagle Pass all the way out to Capitol Hill. As the Eagle goes, clever. They are discussing a bill, but almost before the details of the bill were even revealed, a clear rift was forming among senators. Well, my biggest apprehension is that given the fact that President Biden has not used the current laws that are in effect, I worry what he will do with this new set of proposals. Thank you. And if if Senator Cornyn will just follow the rudder that is inside his brain and his heart, Biden is president. This bill is garbage. Even Even if there are some plausibly conditionally good things in it, Biden won't do them. And whether it will actually make any difference in this uh, humanitarian crisis that we're seeing, I urge senators on goodwill uh, of goodwill on both sides of the Senators of goodwill. In other words, if you, if you oppose this this uh, piece of crap, it's uh, yeah, you do not have goodwill. Chuck Schumer. Now to do the right thing and turn the chaos out, history is going to look over our shoulders and ask if if this ask if the Senate rose to the occasion. Well, the Senate stooped to the occasion with a partnership between Democrats who are not interested in border security and soft Republicans who are willing to work alongside them. History will look back on this as an occasion when conservatives said no. Uh, 931 into the newsroom we go. Then more of you next. 866 Mark Davis, Nikki Whaley's in the newsroom. We
2: got cowboys. We got truckers. Broken-hearted fools and suckers. We got hustlers. We got fighters. Early birds and all
1: From the album Shock and Y'all, the Toby Keith album titles were just a a masterpiece. From 2003, I I love this bar. And uh, We love that man, the great Toby Keith, passing away overnight at 62. When, um, when News Nine out of Oklahoma City did a, a feature on him like two weeks ago, he he was looking, you know, very drawn, and uh, but but you know, able to have a conversation. And he had been on the road, you know, doing some dates even previously. I don't think they had any idea this had to turn pretty quickly. This really had to turn pretty fast. Um. You know, let me the the one thing I want to make sure to do here is uh and the obvious huge news story uh is the degree to which actual conservatives uh and it's funny in elected office like Mike Johnson and this is one of those days thank God for social media thank God for conservative twitter voices of real conservatives made abundantly clear that there would be hell to pay for people who did the dirty work of Democrats in trying to to gaslight an entire country uh, over a bill that had this much garbage in it. So uh, Mike Johnson was on with Laura Ingram. I'll get to that here in a second. But here is uh, here is a reporter named Robin Marsh of News 9 in Oklahoma City. And uh, I guess they had the idea to to go find Toby Keith and sit him down and kind of ask how he's doing during for the cancer treatments and about his decades-long career. And I'm going to take this midway through as as Ms. Marsh is talking to Toby Keith about uh, a record he did for uh, the, the Clint Eastwood uh, film, The Mule.
0: Toby says the song has a more personal meaning now. What's your favorite line from that song?
2: Um uh, my body's weathered and worn. Ask yourself how would you be if you didn't know the day you were born? Try to love on your wife and stay close to your friend
0: I think that moment though of your wife, she uh, was she was Yeah. to like, yeah. um,
2: what does she oh, mean to Toby? Oh, she's been she's been a trooper. She's the best nurse. She absolutely the first time we went to Houston to the hospital, she she stepped right in and she just took control and said, We got this. Let's go. So she's she's like, We we're gonna get this and uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, Every person in the room was just zoomed in. And and then you just deliver that message. And it got its due, and then it went number one the next day. It was like trending like out of the... So now they've released it to radio. I was like, Toby's got a new song out. No, and it's four years old. You just didn't hear it the first time because they didn't play it.
0: And your life was in a different time then. Yeah. And so
2: The moment was perfect, Yeah. but it found its home. But don't let the old man
0: toby keith finds his way back home on the stage tomorrow night i'll take you to his shows in las vegas they sold out so quickly you'll see the concert
2: that's really nice of you robinette tell everybody thank you
0: and the gift i gave toby that got this reaction
2: this is great this ought to be framed and i'm gonna frame this up
0: don't miss it tomorrow night at 10 robin marsh oklahoma's own news nine Oh,
2: awesome. great story.
1: Great that story. Is, I mean, this he, was 12 days ago on this station in Oklahoma City.
3: So good.
0: <laughs> if you didn't know anything about Toby Keep. You're going to love him after just watching just that. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Oh, goodness gracious me. Um when you take a look at um at just the 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 life he led and the the impact that he had um his wife is um, is Trisha uh, Trisha Lucas, who they got married in March of nineteen eighty four. He is the father of three children. Toby Keith through his life supported an outfit called Allie's House, a nonprofit organization in Oklahoma designed to aid kids with cancer. And uh, so, boy, can't say enough, can't say enough good things about that. Uh, you know, let me let me tie this in. If uh, if you're in the if we talk about you know moments that make us sad, moments that make us angry, and channeling it in towards something positive, obviously a, a donation to a cancer charity is a good idea, it's something to do in Toby's name. But if there's something really tangible that you'd like to do, this is probably a good opportunity for me to mention our Food for the Poor campaign, because uh, across Latin America and the Caribbean, we're we're saving people's lives. Food for the Poor is by by rescuing kids from starvation, and you're doing it. And you're doing it by going to 660AMTheAnswer.com and clicking the Give Life banner. You click that Give Life banner, and that's exactly what you do. Due to some generous matching gifts, we have an $80 one-time donation. Uh, feeds two kids for a year. Feeds two children for a year for 80 bucks. They might be thinking, well, I'd love to do something. Don't have 80 bucks." We don't care. Go to 660amtheanswer.com and click that Give Life banner. Hit the custom button. Give us your 10, your 20, your 5, your 33, whatever figure you got, round or not. And we'll put it all together and bundle it. And every 80 bucks we get feeds two kids for a year. I've been to Guatemala. I've been to Haiti. I've held these children whose lives you have saved. So in these times that are filled with so much darkness and so many things to be upset about, And sometimes you walk around and just go, what am I called to do? What can I do? What can I do to make the world better? What can I do to help somebody's life? How about saving it? How about bringing food to a child? Food for the poor. Our campaign is every year at this time, and we're just so very, very grateful to you and anything you might be able to do at 660 a.m., theanswer.com. Click the Food for the Poor. Give Life banner. Give what you can, and we deeply, deeply appreciate you. On uh, issues that matter, I'm a big appreciator today of, uh, of House Speaker Mike Johnson. He was on uh, Laura Ingram last night, and they led into their conversation with, and I, this, talk about a guy whose reputation has just gone straight into the ditch, and he did it by by agreeing to do the bidding of those in Senate leadership who wanted to try to defraud the American people into thinking that this bill was a good idea. James Langford of Oklahoma.
4: Unfortunately, that he would step out and be able to see that right away before, obviously, he had had a chance to be able to read it as well. This is t- talking about Mike Johnson. And to be able to go through it. Now we've got to actually determine, are we going to just complain about things or are we going to actually address and to change as many things as we can?
1: Change as many things as we can. Really, like, this is all you can change? And some of the change is for the worse. Taking some of the administrative authority uh, out out of individual states like Texas and putting it into the district courts of the District of Columbia? Are you high? Anyway, Laura had Mike Johnson on.
3: Mr. Speaker, you know nothing about what's in the bill uh, 12 hours or 15 hours after it passed. <laughs>
4: We we did read through it, Laura, and it did not take long to realize that this is dead on arrival. There's no way we could bring this through the House. The Senate expects us to pass a, a bill, a piece of legislation, that you just did a great job dismantling here. What it would do is actually further incentivize illegal immigration. It would not resolve any of the problems, not reform in any meaningful way the broken asylum system, the broken parole process and all the things that have created this catastrophe. And by the way, meanwhile, it further empowers the very cabinet secretary who designed and created this mess. They don't follow federal law. Why would we do this anyway? But the bill itself would actually do more harm than good. And that's why we've said it's, it's a non-starter over here in the House.
3: Um, Senator Schumer, you're very popular these days, so he also had a message for you. Watch.
4: Oh, Lord. I say to Speaker Johnson, don't let
1: the 30 hard-right uh, people in the House who are extreme, they wanted us to default, they wanted the government not to pay its debts, they wanted us, um, to, the government to shut down their extremists, and they're running your show. Yes, please pay attention to the squishes. Please follow the rhinos. Please let the soft GOP determine your path. <laughs> no sale. Do the right thing.
3: Do the right thing, because it's good to give waiver, waiver um, discretion to Biden and Majorca so they can just waive the emergency anytime they feel like it.
4: Here's my message to Senator Schumer. The American people are running the show here. We're the representatives of our constituents. The American people are on our side. They recognize This catastrophe has been disastrous for the country. Every state is a border state, and everybody knows it. I've been traveling the country, Laura, since I became Speaker of the House. I've been in 15 different states doing events. It doesn't matter whether I'm out west, in the Midwest, on Long Island, the Deep South, South Florida. The message is the same. It's the number one issue on the hearts and minds of the American people. We have to solve this crisis. And I'm going to make this point again, because Senator Schumer isn't listening, apparently. The president of the United States has the authority right now to fix this crisis. He has broad executive authority under the, under the federal statutes, and Chuck Schumer knows it, and President Biden knows it, and they refuse to use that. They could stop this. They could stop the flow immediately, but they don't want to, Laura. And I think you alluded to a few moments ago exactly why that is.
3: Mr. Speaker, Axios reported that if the Senate manages to pass this sweeping national security package, and the House passes the Israel-only bill, they could head to what is called a conference committee in an attempt to reconcile the differences, according to one House Republican. And that translation here for people watching is that McConnell could try to get his open borders measure through a conference committee. How will you prevent that maneuver from happening?
4: We're going to use every tool in our arsenal to ensure that that does not happen. And by the way, in the last half hour, President Biden came out and said that he would actually veto the legislation, the clean funding bill, to help our ally Israel in its time of greatest need. Israel is at war. Uh, They're fighting for their very existence. And the president has our troops in harm's way now because of the deterrence effort against Iran. And he is suggesting that he would not send the funding to abandon our ally right now. That is outrageous. I mean, everybody who is watching this is scratching their heads wondering, how in the world we've gotten in this situation. This president is projecting weakness on the world stage. He is not willing to fix the greatest crisis facing our country, which is the open border. And, and they have just shown a, a staggering uh, level of leadership that um, that I think the American people are going to let their voices heard at the uh, lack of leadership. They're going to let their voices heard at the election cycle.
1: Oh, please let that be true. Speaker Mike Johnson. So to sort of tie a bow around my my list here, the Tuesday list of things that are just terrible about this thing. After you get to the nearly two million illegals that you let in before this magic thing kicks in where Biden would then close the border. (laughs) This is a payout of over a billion dollars to various subsidiary, or as they say in Maryland, subsidiary organizations, NGOs uh, that settle illegal immigrants all over the nation. It empowers the discredited Alejandro Mayorkas to abuse the asylum process further. Uh it it ends catch and release. It gives Biden and Majorcas everything they want, and then the legal challenges, like, okay, let's okay, well let's have some legal challenges, it diverts those legal challenges into the ideologically poisonous Washington, D.C. court system. It, it, Texas is no longer able to have the kind of clout that we have now. Um, judicial review from the bill itself, notwithstanding any other provision of this act, judicial review of any decision or action in this section shall be governed, quote, only by the United States district court for the district, for the district of Columbia, which shall have sole and original jurisdiction. God help us save us. We have been saved. Conservatives have saved us from this. It is a good day. It's a day where we celebrate the life of Toby Keith I've picked a special one to take us out. We'll do it next. 950.
2: I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. I used to be hell on wheels back when I
1: as I once was 2005,
2: but my pride says, oh, yes, you can.
1: can't think of a better way out.
2: I ain't as good as I once for was.
1: For producer Ron Dekay, Morland on the X at producer Ron Dekay, R-O-N-D-A, K. R-O-N-D-A capital K. <laughs> K. Thank you, Mr. Matt, for the technical guru skills.
2: Talk a little
1: Thank you, Nikki Whaley, for news I'm excellence. I'm Mark Davis. God bless our country, our troops, our so families, and God bless Toby Keith now. and his family and his loved ones. Call Mike Gallagher is next on 660 AM The Answer. I'll see you in the morning. Be good. I'm
2: as good once as I ever was. Me not be good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was.